I don't tell a lady, I but I see a recording, Knoppy. I don't think that, I think they killed that lady. She's on strike, bruh. Writers and oh, writers she's on strike. She's on strike, yes. Actors on strike Someone as well. Write that line, yeah. You see the screen, she's screen, screen, you guys see the Screen Actors Guild, the they announced negotiations broke down, they're going on strike as well. Yeah, yes, I saw so that. It was, so it's Writers Guild and Screen Actors Guild both striking. But now, I mean, uh, maybe they should just pay people, you know? What a revolutionary concept. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, how are the execs going to, to handle with like no bonuses? How are they going to Dude. afford like a new home in Malibu? The struggle. <laughs> the struggle, I tell you. Yeah, I see Shadley, Shadley knows what he's talking about. You guys are actually being unreasonable. I mean, yeah, I can I guess writers want money, but like priorities, man. It's like a, you know, there's a class system that we have. Yes. <laughs> And we all have to accept it. These, these, these unwashed rebel mustn't come upset the apple cart here. Yeah? There's a yeah. set system of how things go, how things yeah. work. So I think that the producers and the studios have the right idea. We're just going to starve them out until they can't afford their houses anymore. And then we'll talk to them in Christmas time. That's and who needs plan. actors or writers? We have AI. <laughs> 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 let, me, let, let me just introduce the show quickly. <laughs> episode 51 of 1 million of IGN's watch list. I'm your host, Zaykiru, alongside a triumphant team of nerds, starting with the Covenant himself, Kevin Kuta, the nerd from nowhere, Shandy Desai, the second shaman of the kingdom, Shabiz Patel, Papatanasio. Yeah, guys, strike, Mibru, strike. Mm. It's, you know what? The, uh, what is weird for me? Uh, is that my YouTube recommendations doesn't include like clips from Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and Seth Meyers and all like the American late night talk shows because mm-hmm. all of those guys are on strike as well. So now that those shows are happening. So um, an interesting thing about that is, is that some people were saying that that's one of the reasons why the flash bombed in cinemas. Because there was, yeah, because there oh, was because nobody, there was no show. There was no, nobody was, there was going no. on these late night talk shows to ah, promote, to promote it. To promote uh, the that, shows. that makes sense. I mean, I don't know how true that is. I, 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 um, don't, I don't buy that. <laughs> there were ads sure everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's mostly got to do with press and nothing to do with Ezra, but yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, Ezra wasn't on the press though. He was kept out of it completely. <laughs> so a lot of yeah, people are saying that's one of the things as well. But I'm thinking, like, how is that a bad thing? But <laughs> also, like, yeah, the, when you start making excuses, like, the CGI was intentionally that bad, then you go, like, uh, I don't know. Eh? So I don't know if I I've buy done it. Some, so I've done some reading up on that after that guy made that statement. Eh? And I, I did some research on it. And there's actually, like, this this, this technical thing for, for why the CGI ended up so bad. It's because they were lying. Fucking CGI is just bad. That's just bad. There's no technical reason they fucking lied. No, they did. Straight up lied, trying to cover the ass afterwards. That's why they're trying to give like an excuse, like an artistic license to why it was bad. I mean, it's bad. They had the one guy that actually made a TikTok video of it. We said he's he was one of the CGI artists on the thing, and he was like, "This thing was just bad because we had little time with not enough money, and it's that simple, straightforward." <laughs> 
So, yeah. I mean, I haven't. I still haven't seen the movie, so I'm not can't comment. L- on l- it. Listen, it's it's bad. Like it's straight up took took me out of like a few scenes where I was That's... like, like those scenes should have hit harder, and I was like, yeah, no, this that that so, just ripped me out. So what I don't get is is why they were reinventing the wheel because there are scenes in here twofold. Firstly, scenes in the flash. That should not be CGI. They should just let them be live action actors. I, oh, don't, yeah. un- I don't understand. They're not doing anything crazy. I don't know why they don't just use live action actors, firstly. Secondly, the, the second problem is they was just reinventing the wheel with the most complex solution ever. So, I mean, the one problem you have, which is when you have a single actor playing two roles on screen at the same time. They solved this problem with Lindsay Lohan in the parent trap how many decades ago? <laughs> like, seriously, we've been, yeah. doing, we've been doing this for decades. It's not difficult to do. Well, how did they film this? They decided, no, 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 no. You can't just have, you know, the traditional way of filming one actor and uh, then filming him a second Compo- one the <laughs> and composite the two. No, no, no. We film Ezra Miller acting opposite another guy who's got a camera rig on his head that's looking at his face and looking at Ezra Miller's face. And then afterwards, Ezra Miller goes and puts on this rig, and then you can see what that guy saw, and he goes inside this volumetric space where the, what that guy saw was projected all around him on cameras, and then he can act against that, and then they track what his face is doing, and then they take his face, and they compose his face onto that other guy's body's face. Why? Why are they doing this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> like... They made the most is, complex is, solution ever. Is it maybe not because, like, from a look, I've never acted on camera um, in in that kind of capacity. Like, is it maybe not because, like, you know, for him to be able to react to the other is a matter. You know, I, I don't. You know what? You're probably just right. Why? No, I I see this. Like, the only reason you do something like that is. Like, if you're going to do something like that, it's either, like, these tight deadlines and you have to, like, reshoot that stuff, like, much, much later, or, um, yeah, I don't know. Somebody I, sold you on this idea. I, that's exactly what I think They, they sold you, like, this is, like, we're going to do use the state of the art tech, we're going to do this. And in production, they were like, yes, yes, yes. And can't post, they're like, yeah, we don't have budget for this anymore. And, and that's all they got. Because uh, because in the movie you can your scenes where it's just like Ezra Miller not not anything flashy like nothing nothing flash later is happening a flashy no, yeah flashy <laughs> no special powers nothing it's literally Ezra Miller standing still on screen and then the second Ezra Miller is standing still on screen as well and it's blatantly obvious that someone's face has just been control C control V onto another brass body it's blatantly obvious yeah. It's, it's bad. When, when, when you could have just had like your plates no, and you could yes. have had your AB plates composite done. done. Easy. <laughs> Simple solutions. Tatiana Maslani, I want to hear her opinion. After she did a whole series of the of Orphan Black where she acted across op- opposite like six of herself on screen one time and everyone bought it. I want to hear her opinion of how they pulled this yeah, but, off. But didn't, didn't her sisters, wasn't that actually her sisters? That was <laughs> right, right. Let's just go with that. <laughs> but, but talking she's about famously, she's famously a sit couplet. You guys know this. <laughs> but, but talking about uh, acting opposite yourselves, that's also like ties into our homework, doesn't it? Like, yes, indeed. 
Look at oh, that segue. Yeah. What Look a segue. That, segue. Oh, <laughs> that is actually very good. <laughs> well done, Stanley. That was beautifully done. So, yeah. Thank you. Just... I'll take full credit for that. <laughs> beautifully done. Everything, everywhere, all at once. What a movie that was. A 2022 American independent film written and directed by Daniel. Not written on Mr. Daniels. Uh, produced, oh, I think I know this. Produced by Joe and Anthony Russo. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, the following corporates elements from a number of genres and full mediums. Boy, does it ever. Um, including absurdist fiction, comedy drama, science fiction, fantasy, martial arts, immigrant narrative, and animation. Uh, stop motion as well. Uh, Michelle Yeoh stars as Evelyn Quan Wong, a Chinese-American immigrant who, while being audited by the IRS, discovers that she must connect with parallel universe versions of herself to prevent to prevent to prevent <laughs> to prevent a powerful being from destroying the multiverse. The film also stars Stephanie Su, who's just chef's kiss in the movie. Uh, I can never say this guy's name properly. So Kay Hei Kwan. Kay Hei Kwan, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, and Harry Shum Jr. And James Hong, who's like, you can't forget James Hong. And Jenny Slate is in the movie. Yeah. And Jenny Slate, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this was Shamiz's selection. And it was a, like a clear and obvious winner. It wasn't even close. I, I even I voted for it. I actually voted for Shape of Water. So basically, Zaid was like, good movie, fish sex. <laughs> yeah, now we know. Now I'm we going know. with Bo A. <laughs> Listen, I was just thinking, like, I, like, I've seen everything everywhere all at once, and people keep talking about fish sex, and it's like, well, what could that possibly be? And... <laughs> what do you think it sounds like? I don't know. I didn't <laughs> see the movie. I can't comment, and I guess I'll never know if nobody votes for it. Um, but Shaviz, uh, I think you're the only one that hadn't seen it prior to this. Am I correct? Yes, it was my first time, hmm. and um, my husband was with me, and I told him, "Okay, I've got a movie for us to watch," and he didn't trust me at all. I don't know why. I can't imagine. <laughs> I why. He wouldn't trust me. I wonder. And I... he was like, "Uh." not in the mood for one of those like romance movies and i was like it's not i mean everywhere everything everywhere all at once does sound like it could be an epic romance um so, it is well, <laughs> it is it in is a way it is it is but uh eventually when i told him it's a sci-fi fantasy he was on board and we did watch it over two nights I will admit, but we are old, so that's a given. And we loved it. We're very excited to get into it the second night. It was, I went in knowing nothing except that it's crazy. So, yeah, that, that pretty much that, sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, the only thing anyone told me was that it will not be what I expect. So, I just went in with <laughs> that, no expectations. It. And even so, my no expectations were outdone. If so, that makes sense. It's funny, like like you say, like you you had no expectations because like Shada asked me like what's the movie about? And it was like I tried to explain it to her, but I was like, the <laughs> movie's about I was like, it's about this character trying to like save the multiverse, but like the movie at the same time is not about that. It, like Yes. It's it's about that, but it's also not about that. Like so the, I, 
walking out of the cinema when I watched this, um, I, I turned to my wife, who, by the way, hated the movie, but that's just because oh. she likes the movies straightforward. And this is about as opposite a straightforward movie as you can get. And I mean, it's, I can understand why people don't like this movie because it is no. really bonkers. I, it is actually, I actually can't understand. So because like you get people who want to watch movies to shut their brain off and just sit there and have the most basic little you know, <laughs> diversion from the rest of their life. Family. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest and say that this was some pure escapism for me. It was. <laughs> and it, it, so I walked out of that movie and the first thing I said when I turned to my wife is, I don't know how they did that. They took a movie in which you have rocks with googly eyes talking <laughs> and people with piano fingers and you know, they, they're going after a bagel. I mean, it's the most ridiculous concept of the concepts thrown on top of each other. And yet at its heart is this incredibly moving romance and philosophical statement and, you know, Family drama. Family drama and commenting on being an immigrant. And it's like, how did they merge that hard-hitting drama do, with this ridiculous bullshit and make do, it work? Do you know that this is one of those, like, on paper, you know, none of this should have worked. Like, you it's, look at it, you're like, but no. Does, this is... But that's also why it worked. Because no, this oh, type I of story has been told in terms of, it's... okay, not not from the, the Chinese immigrant point of view, which was obviously a nice, fresh take. But the multiverse, it's in danger. You have to defeat this evil being. That's been done a billion times. But the fact that it, they didn't take themselves seriously in that yeah. way, but still took the it's story seriously. Yes, it's, it's, it, it, I, it, it's, it's basically, this whole movie is like a walking contradiction. Like, yes. like everything is like, it's that, but it's not that also at the same time. It's literally, it's, it's like a meta narrative on itself. It's like this weird. I, I don't even know how to explain it, it's, but it's like it's really impossible to explain. It's also not just the um the actual humor, but that they, they put the humor into the world in terms of the mm. magic laws. So yes. the jumping pads that they needed. Oh, we've lost Sage. Lord shedding. Ah, he's gone. Ah, uh, guys, guys, how did this happen now? Damn you, Eskom. <laughs> he got sacrificed. I think it was his his um his internet, his dongle couldn't dongle anymore. <laughs> dongle and dongling. Uh-uh. No, I, I, I love this movie. No, I, it I was love this movie. It was easily my number one movie of last year, with without a doubt. Easily. It was incredible. Oh, I, can... I have I have zero notes. I loved it. Yeah. I it's it's, it's... It's fantastic. Not, I will say, so even though I said I don't know why anybody would dislike it, I would recommend it to a very select number. <laughs> this is it. Like, this is not a movie. If no, I had to the... show this to my parents, they would <laughs> they would immediately wonder what went wrong in my upbringing. Like... My parents, my, yeah, no, are, my are, you, are you trying to make a comment? <laughs> um, listen, the Vienna fingers took me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, can I tell you, like, the thing that, that always gets me are the rocks. Like, that scene with the rocks. Just, How like, are the like... rocks so emotional, man? <laughs> I, 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 rocks. Loved, I loved the rock scene. Like, it was so precious. I, was the Vienna scene just, like, <laughs> I don't, the like, I can't like... think about it. I actually can't think about I... the end. I can't think of the floppy fingers. It just bothers me so much. 
that I think like at that point that I had seen so much crazy shit that I was like, I'm not surprised that the, like this is the least shocking thing now. But I need to know Shamiz's opinion about that scene. The scene in the IRS office where they need to skip oh. universes by doing one huh? particular act. I mean, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think they're very dedicated. And uh... it was the most hilarious <laughs> fucked up thing I've seen. It's like, what is happening? It was, I mean, I immediately knew. The second they the, the second we I saw that the trophy thing. Uh, yeah, so. Yes, when they showed it in the beginning, I was like, "That's that's a butt plug." So, <laughs> so for the readers, for viewers, sorry, not the readers, don't know in the movie to jump between multiverses, you have to perform actions that are sort of statistically impossible. Things that you in your time stream or universe stream. would you'd never ever ever do. So the most bizarre and random acts. And in one point, while Evelyn is fighting a bunch of people that's been sent to take her down, they need to jump <laughs> universes. And the thing they need to do is literally stick a sex object up their butt. It wasn't <laughs> so they, a sex object. That's well, yeah, it, was, it, 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 it looks like one. Come on, guys, let's be honest. It's 100% look like one. Yeah, no, that, and that they, was... Okay, but I've got a question. For the for the for the class, I've got a question. I'm for sorry, class. but I couldn't I couldn't have to pause it just because you said okay, but so <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm immature. What can I say? <laughs> uh, but plug scene aside, what random act that they needed to do to jump was the most uncomfortable for you? No, I think it was the butt plug. <laughs> no, that's why I said that aside. That's a given. I put that no, aside. I, 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 I honestly, I, I can't actually think of that one. Was so overwhelming. I, I, like, I, I just watched the movie. Yeah. I can't actually remember some of this. You, you see, so I obviously, I obviously watched it recently. So, um, for me, what I did not enjoy at all was the chewing gum from the I other was, side of the desk. Yes, yes, yes. I was about yeah. to mention the. <laughs> And the intentional paper cuts between your fingers. <laughs> See, that wasn't oh, so bad because I grew up on jackass. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, I was gonna say like like the, if you watched enough jackass, you'd be like, oh, that's mild, but like that's that's not so bad. But the chewing gum was was yeah, the, the chewing, chewing gum, gum was so yeah. gross. But it was also hilarious that scene where the fight is gonna start and there's a whole few there's a few of them and they're all trying to you know jump at the same time. And they all just start doing weird stuff. And there's just one guy in the background licking the wall. Yes. <laughs> the level of chaos in this movie is yes. unrivaled. I'm so curious to read the script. Because I, I would love to read like, it. What, what did that script look like? And how did, how were you, like, you as a, as a like, when they gave the script to Michelle Yeoh and, and Stephanie and, like, everybody that's in the film, like when okay. they read it, what? How did they like? <laughs> how did they that, extract that, meaning? This this is one of those scripts that you have, as a person have to pitch the idea to them. They can't yes. read it and go like, "This is I want to do this." They need to be like like speak be on board with the writer and be like, "Okay, I I get what you 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 telling. What story you telling?" But I also think it's like. It's written from like a deeply personal perspective. It like is. 
you can see that uh, and, and it comes through like really well and that's what makes this work right and <laughs> and it also comes from perspective of like they literally had this idea this the, the, the everything bagel um it was a it was a gag a joke they played because everything bagel mm. for those of you guys that don't know it's a type of bagel that literally just has all the different spices on it together and they literally had this idea as a joke they had a running joke they literally made like 10 15 years ago and they had the joke in the back of their mind of having a bagel and they were thinking like they want to eat this multiversal religion that people worship and they're like the bagel. The bagel. <laughs> it's like stupid shit like that like, and, and it works like, and it works so that's the thing like, while watching i turned to my husband i was like it feels like kung pao has grown up and become like artsy <laughs> <laughs> pretty much but this movie was actually originally um well the daniels they, they actually said they've been working on this since 2010 that's when they originally started okay. the concept and then they were like developing it for ages and they originally developed it for jackie chan so jackie chan yeah. was gonna the one that needed to play the lead and then things kind of just didn't work as out. Evelyn, like not as Evelyn, yes, but as, but as the lead. And yes. then things kind of didn't work out. And then they had the idea of like sort of swapping the roles of the gender, so having the lead mm -hmm. be the wife, because then the husband and wife dynamic kind of it's a lot more interesting then. Because in the movie, yeah. it makes sense. It, yeah. it works well. It like, does. Like like you mentioned now, Jackie Chan, and it's like I can. Like when, since you've said that, I'm like, yeah, I can see a hundred percent how this fits it. Like a hundred percent, I can see it. But I like, I think this works. Side. This, Go this ahead. just works. Like this, this dynamic where they they swap the roles and yeah, it's just it works so well. And Michelle, yo, and Kay Kwan, that yo, yo, that's they, that. So the one scene where the goat, where Michelle, yo, a character Evelyn goes to an alternate universe in which. Her character is like a successful, massive yes. superstar. By the way, her character's name originally was Michelle. So this was a, a actual leftover from the script and what Jackie Chan, the, the wife's name was Michelle. So when that all swapped it, Michelle Yeo was going to play Michelle. And she was like, no. she can't <laughs> do that because I'm going to, in the movie, going to meet a character called Michelle, who's a martial arts, like Hollywood star, which is me. So it's going to be very yeah. odd. <laughs> so they changed the name to Evelyn. Oh, that but makes it's, sense. But there's a scene in the movie where she goes there and she meets Kay Kwan, who in her universe is a bit of a he's a bit of a soppy dude, you know. He's a, he's he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's a very silly. genuine. Yeah, he's, he's a bit silly. silly. He's silly, yes. But when she gets there, the version of Wayman, I just love his name, Wayman Wang. Um <laughs> the version of Wayman there is this like suave, you know, mm -hmm. debonair, slick. slick suited up dude and that chat they have is just the most heartbreaking thing ever it's like because in her world she's just absolute failure of a woman who can barely run a laundromat properly and and she comes to this world where she's this incredible superstar and she meets this incredible husband this woman has and this guy tells her that you know his life is not that great and he would have preferred to just be broke and have a failing business with her. It's, it's the most heartbreaking scene. It is. It's, it is. it's actually it's it's such like a like that's such a great conversation that they have. Like, oh, it's amazing. It's gonna get me in my fields. Yep. They do touch on so much. But what I what I wanted to just add to the conversation of having her as the lead is that it's nice to have a middle aged woman. Yes. In an, mm. 
lead role. Yes. She's, a, she's a wife and she's not the caretaker role. Yes. You know, lead the action and she, role. And she's, and she's both capable and incapable at the same time. <laughs> like, that's the craziest part. I, like, I mean, the whole, the whole plot, the whole plot hinges on that the guys in the other universe say that she's the worst Evelyn out of all the universes. She's the worst. And that makes her the best. <laughs> one of the things that I enjoy about certain movies like this one is where the ordinary pleb actually doesn't know how to do anything. And they don't mm-hmm. just magically know how to fight and defend themselves and whatever. So she failed a good few times. <laughs> but yes. I, it's, yeah, it, it makes it so much more endearing and like it's relatable that's the thing like you can oh, relate I mean, if, if, if any of us were pulled into the multiverse or through a portal we can't do shit <laughs> i'll be like no help <laughs> you go <laughs> that scene with the dog though mm. the fight oh, with the dog with jenny slay <laughs> Yes, that. Oh my God, that 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 was that really for me. That was the first jumping off point. I was like, no old part after this. I was like, okay, yeah. I I I figure at this point that no expectations. Like I must must just accept whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. I know. I love this movie. I'm just gonna go back and say that my part was the Vienna fingers. (laughs) (laughs) My biggest complaint about this movie is not even a problem with the movie. My biggest complaint about this movie comes from the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis got nominated and not Stephanie mm-hmm. Sue. That's my biggest problem with this movie. It's like that is a problem. Mm. Like, I mean, how? But she did a good job. But is it a job that's worthy of the nomination over what Stephanie Sue did? But I think Stephanie Sue was nominated. She just didn't win. Was it? Oh, mate, I can't remember. I know. I think they were they were both nominated, but. Yeah, they were. I think they were both nominated. So it could be right there. Let me just check. Yeah, just check it out. Either way, Demi Lee Curtis. I feel it's a good role and it's cool. But yeah, she was. She was nominated. She but, was. But nominated. it wasn't that good to justify it for me. Uh, I know. I, I, oh, yo, it's it's yeah, it's fine margins. But okay, Kwan. Ah, yeah, no, guys, you, guys, no, no, that way. man, that man hands down like. That All man is so he's so wholesome. Uh, oh, I love him. I love him too. Much. I really, really enjoyed him. He's so wholesome. Huh. He's he's just like a nice guy. And 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 the thing that I really enjoy about him is like he also has that the uh, that conversation at the end where he's like, I'm not naive. Like I choose to mm-hmm. see like the good in people. Mm. It's it's strategic and it's like mm-hmm. it kind of brings a lot of light to his character that is yeah. not. He's, he's actually, trying to stay positive. He's not stupid. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like he, he's in a shit situation. He mm-hmm. gets it, but he's going to make the most of what he has. So it's like. And I mean, yeah. that, that, that quality of him is something that Evelyn looks down on for most of the movie. Mm. She, she thinks it's mm-hmm. a weakness. And in the end, it's the thing that ends up saving them. I would just, when you, when you check now the nominations, I just saw something. Did you know that everything, everywhere, all at once is currently regarded as the most awarded film of all time. I knew that. Ooh, good for them. It's had, across all the stuff, nom- it's had 404 nominations and won 264 out of them. Mm, I think yeah, it, overth- yeah. it, it overthrew, like, Lord of it the was, Rings. Lord of the Rings was... No, that's just Oscars. Over. I'm talking across across all the big awards. 
it's it's the most out of oh, like, wow. yeah so oscars I, you know I, i'm not writers, gonna fight this guild golden globes everything all together I accept. yes i doubt. accept i too accept also can we talk about the rakanuki rakakuni rakakuni <laughs> 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 that, that I love that so much that they that they did that. That like, Kuni is oh, the best. Kuni. <laughs> just was, like, I feel like when they were pitching this movie, right, it was like, what's something crazy that we can do? And nobody, like someone would say something, and then they would just say yes. <laughs> that, that, well, I, feel, I feel like a lot of these things came from real things. Like, oh, you know, my my yeah. mother. Do you know what I feel like was like, the script is actually a lot more bare minimum than you think, but what they told them like on set, that's where the insanity like really began. It was like, I'm going to give you like a cue, like do this, that, that'd be like, if you can come up with something weirder, go for it. So basically you're saying this movie was, whose line is it anyway? Yes, but like, <laughs> yeah, but like wrapped up, like completely wrapped up. <sighs> I disagree. I, I don't think so. I think like for a film like this, you need to have you have to have all your ducks in a row. Because like <laughs> ultimately, it's all well and good for people to like climb on other people's shoulders and control them, like <laughs> like do that and to have people stick stuff up their bums and, and all Is that a sentence you thought you would say into the <laughs> no, <Japanese> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all well and good for that to happen, right? But if if someone is not paying careful attention and like like really plotting things down, then it just becomes a waste of time. And it like the fact a of the matter is, this yeah, it becomes a skit. And the fact of the matter is, as absurdist as this movie is and difficult to explain, if you like watch it with with your full attention, you like realize there is a story being told here about a mother and a daughter having issues, like having cross-generational issues. And the issues that they are having are not that unique to them. It's like, mm. it's obviously it's exaggerated for film and like really exaggerated in this film, but their drama is not the weirdest thing in the world. The issues that Evelyn is having with women, it's like, it's not, it's not the weirdest thing in the world. It's like, it's problems that people deal with every day. And some every of the, day they, problems. Yeah, and the, and the problems are actually pretty mundane. You know what I mean? It's like yes, it's couched in this whole, like the like all reality might end, but sometimes that's how you feel. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like like when you no, have issues with your mommy, like this is like like uh, you having you and your mommy can't get to uh, some kind of agreement, whatever. It can feel like the whole world is going to collapse, and that's what this movie is doing. It's like trying to make you see, it's like, look, the whole world isn't collapsing. It's as insignificant as stapling yourself in the finger. If you yeah. do like Wayman says, if you adopt some kindness and understanding, whatever, all of these things can work themselves out. It's a very beautiful movie. Um, it is. It really I know is. it is. But can I tell you like a funny story though? So the scene really with the rocks that sent me was where the one, the Michelle Yeoh rock and the googly eyes are on, right? <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because when I moved into this house, my friends helped me like move like the stuff and all of this and they put googly eyes everywhere. <laughs> it's fucking, so like that thing just like, I was like, oh my God, this, this is way too personal. 
Like now I feel like like the googly eyes or even in the movies I'm watching. Ah uh, no, that that ah. Uh, and then the rock, the one rock still like jumps off. Ah, uh, uh, that was that was that was too funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, uh, well, I think I was watching an interview. It might have been with Robert Downey Jr. And some and this movie comes up and he starts going on about the scene with the rocks and the googly eyes. And I mean, the scene is crazy because like there's no dialogue, no spoken dialogue um, for a bit because it's like subtitles and stuff. But it's such an emotionally heavy scene <laughs> presented in like the googly eyes, the, the, the cheapest, the, the, like the, the, what is the most ridiculous way we can have these two people yes. like pay mm-hmm. their hearts to each other. Rocks with googly eyes. Yes, do it. Film that. <laughs> do, do you know what I love about it though? Also, it it brings a sort of lightness to the heaviness of the discussion that's happening. Because if it's just that discussion, it's a lot for for the audience to take in. So that kind of does balance it out very nicely. That, that's mm-hmm. what I felt. I agree. I'm actually so that curious and, to... oh. That in the Sorry. piñata, that, that was also like... <laughs> you, you know, I'm just realizing once again, like sometimes we watch these movies, right? And we, we just talk because we've seen the movies and whatever. And I like wonder sometimes to somebody that's listening to this particular episode and who maybe hasn't seen this movie, they'll be like, what are these idiots? Like, there's like no frame of You just have to watch the movie. Like, yeah, I, I think like they would. They would have to. And they would want to after they, this because we're all raving about it even though we're all clearly confused. There is no, <laughs> there's no way to explain this movie without spoilers. And even then, it yeah. will still not make sense to you. be like, what the hell are you talking about? This is one of those movies you cannot look at scenes in isolation. You can't. Like, no. You have to watch the movie, experience it as a whole. It's 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 a very, like, the film is completely contextual unto itself. Like, you have to see the, you have to experience the whole film to make all the, everything make sense. Yep. It's, I mean, it's its own genre. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair comment. I can't. It's I can't all the genres. Like, like I know, I, I've seen movies that do weird, like anything from Monty Python. Also does incredibly weird stuff, whatever. And Monty Python will sometimes touch on deep subjects and political commentary and and so on and so on. But I can't ever remember something this heartfelt and personal being transmitted in such a ridiculous way. I, I yeah, I don't I think it's ever been done before. I've, I've, I've never seen it done like this, ever. It's, and, it's incredible. And the thing is, it's like, I don't think anybody can do it again. Um, oh, no. I, I don't think this it's going to be done again. The yeah. balancing at the head here of, of drama and absurdity is is a razor-thin balancing act. Reason why they're ba- and they, they, they nailed it. They hit it perfectly, spot on. They, they, they had, like, a vision, and they stuck to it, and they brought it to life, and yeah, you can't you can't clone that, you know? You just can't. You can copy like the concept, the, the absurdist multiverse thing, but you, you won't be able to like nail all of all of that down to a team. Yeah, I think everything everywhere all at once was I think the clear like it was one of those movies where when we were going into Oscar season, it was like this is this is the best picture. It wasn't even like a Oh well, this would be no. That would be. people were like, if this doesn't win, it's a clear and obvious snub. Mm. It just is. No, people like, would have fought. I would have fought. 
I would have put Thais in the road. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I like Polko. I thought the Western friend. Like I love that movie. I but it was like, a great movie, but not like not but, as good but, as not, but, but this is this is something else. See, this is that all quiet in the Western Front is a fantastic film. No, Everything every all at once is a once in a lifetime event. It's like no, it, it is it's like a generational film. Like yeah, yeah. you will never but, see a film like this again. And, and you know the other thing that also makes that also very clear, right? It's like it was a, it's an independent film, um, mm. and it really got where it did through word of mouth. Like, I mean, I can remember I seen the I published the trailer for this film on IGN. I can't remember like within six or so months, maybe a little bit less before the actual movie actually came out. And I saw the trailer, and of course, it was amazing. I was like, I have no idea what this is, but I need to watch it. Um, and then it was on the release, the cinema release schedule. And then after a while, it dropped off. And you must remember, we were still in like a COVID kind of vibe, things going on. Yes. And so independent films and smaller movies were not doing well. Because people did say, I'm not going to get up and go watch some. I wonder if I'm going to go to the cinema and risk my life. <laughs> I want to see a big action epic or something. And so the distributors made the decision. to like, well, we're not going to distribute this movie. Nobody's going to watch it. Um, and then just through sheer word of mouth, people just, just always talking about this movie um, that mm. they brought it back. And I can't really ever remember seeing that happen before where a movie was take, taken off local release and then put back on. Um, I don't what know. What about Morbius? <laughs> Morbius is ridiculous in a different way. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I don't know if it did well locally. Um, I know like everybody I've ever spoken to that seen it as like loves the movie. I don't um, think it did well commercially locally because it was in a very limited cinema run. Um, yeah, they, that's the but, other thing also. Like, I, I, I literally, it was when I when it when they said it was coming out, it was like in Western Cape. There was like one cinema at Tiger Valley. That was it. Um, and so it was, was playing really at limited, uh, at at the lobby in Cape Town. Also. At the lobby, yeah, the lobby, it was yeah. very very limited run. But uh, look, I I don't think there's really more we can say about this movie except that we liked it. But like, it goes on the list. Like this, the mummy. Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, Midsommar, Hereditary, I guess. <laughs> right? uh, uh, like yes. Movies that we just genuinely enjoy. It was like, it's also the kind of movies like, I really don't mind watching it again. Um, because you watch it, you see something crazy, you forget about it because the next crazy thing happens. Then when you watch it a second time, it's like, oh, there's something crazy, <laughs> right? And it just all seems to work together. But uh, yeah, like when, when Shamir said that this is going to be a nominee, I was like, yeah, I guess we're watching this. <laughs> it's like it was, it was an easy, easy, easy victory and one I didn't, uh, didn't mind at all. Yep. Um, as, uh, as is our want, we are like battling with the load shedding. I am struggling to keep a good signal going with you guys. Um, so I think maybe we can move on to our norms for this week and then, uh, you know, um, like we yeah. can talk again <laughs> next week and hopefully it's not a no chilling <laughs> thing. Um, so that the I wanted the theme for the nominations <laughs> to be movies that we think Kervin will like. That's um, weird because then like what would Kervin nominate because like, <laughs> you know like what is Listen, this like? that would have been an easy that would have been an easy nomination. Just go with like Classic westerns, kung fu movies, James Bond, Indiana Jones, Star Wars. He sorted. I was actually, I would have actually nominated a James Bond movie to tell us. Easy, <laughs> easy. I'm too predictable. 
but uh, so then Kirwan actually said, no, let's let's nominate movies that have been classified as rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie. Yeah. That just means critics didn't like it. So sometimes critics get it wrong. It happens all the time. Um, and so that's what we were going with. Um, so I'm actually in a bit of a dilemma because I got the options and I couldn't make up my mind and I was going to go with uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance, um, which I think was 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then Kirvin was like, well, like people that he knows that have seen it says that it's like, it's not, it's not worth it. There's no heat in that movie. And that nothing. kind of put me off because um, I like a bit of you know, like heat in my movies. Okay. Anyway, um, so That's I'm going go to with, know. I'm going mm. with something that is could it be more far removed from that, uh, which is Vacation Friends. Starting John I don't Cena. know what that is. It's it's like it's probably not a good movie. What but is I'm Vacation anyway, Friends? I've never seen a trailer. Heard of it. Yeah. No, it's it's it was a COVID movie. It came out during COVID. Oh so God! I, I pulled it up here. Yeah, oh, it, oh. it sounds like it could be a Leon Schuster movie, Vacation Friends. <laughs> but that actually sounds like a romance novel. <laughs> no, okay. uh, I like John Cena in comedies. He he's a funny well. guy. Um, and so I was like, it was between that and Silent Hill. And my wife was like, I'm not going to watch a scary movie. Like, it's too soon for me to watch a scary movie. Silent Hill she, is not that scary. It isn't. I, I haven't seen it in a very well, long time. I, mean, I, I, remember, I, I remember enjoying it quite a bit, but I don't know if I that was... Didn't, I didn't see, feel it. See, I don't know if if I enjoyed it because I was young and idiotic or it was a good movie. <laughs> so it was a very long time ago since I've watched that movie. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what I'm picking. Vacation Friends, which... Uh, I'm guessing because nobody knows what it is. <laughs> Nobody's going to vote for it. So it's actually between the three of you. <laughs> okay, okay, so I'm going with Oblivion with Tom Cruise. It only got 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm, I actually really enjoy this movie. It's a fun high concept uh, sci-fi film. I, I don't know if Tom, Tom Cruise runs in there, actually. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wonder what... Uh, I believe that's... he does. I believe he does, if I recall correctly. Um, um, I must I must double-check that. But, yeah, I, I'm very fond of it. It's like one of those films that's deeply flawed, but I enjoyed it. Um, so, I yeah. I know that I watched this movie. Like, I also, know I watched it. Also, but I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. it. No, also, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, also, bagging soundtrack there. It made you, it oh, you are wow. correct. It is a great soundtrack Woo! and directed by Joseph Kosinski, who before mm-hmm. this did Tron Legacy, which is mm-hmm. the, this is my segue for the greatest movie soundtrack of the decade that got snubbed at the Oscars. I will never forgive them, they <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> so, Kevin, what's, what's your choice? I am going with the movie that you know, directed by Oscar winner Damien Chazelle, starring. Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and uh, Tobey Maguire and Joven Aripo and Gene Smart and everyone says the movie's cuck. So I have to see this because how can so much star power result in a shitty movie? And the movie is Babylon, which I can't explain if I look at the trailer. It's like something to do with the rise and fall of the golden age of Hollywood. I think, I really (laughs) think, I cannot tell you. It looks like it's all over the damn place. Is it it an attempt to like 
everything everywhere all at once. Uh, it looks like there's orgies going on. There's I don't, I don't know what's happening in the trailer for this thing. And upon everybody I've spoken to is like every second person has the most diverse opinion of this damn thing. <laughs> so I just need to see it. And it 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 got like fifty four percent of the Rotten Tomatoes. So it's like almost almost down the middle. People just don't know what to make of this movie. So I I have to see it. It's either you love it or you hate it. It's a it's a Marmite movie. <laughs> Why are you putting okay. it? <laughs> and that leaves me. So I'm going with a movie that has a whopping 19% yes, yes. on Rotten <laughs> Yo, that's like, what are you? I'm not even trying to be mean. This is not me being violent. It just happens to be rated very, very low. I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips. It is I Saw the Light with Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen. Of of course it'd be Tom Hiddleston. It's based on the country singer Hank Williams because the best thing to do when filming a movie about a country singer is to cast a British man to sing yes, country. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is the rule. And I watched about 20 minutes during a flight and I fell asleep and just never went back to it. So I, so it's time. Listen, listen, listen. I listen, mean, listen. that doesn't that, sound very that, encouraging. Yeah, that tells me a lot. If you... Tom Hiddleston's wife can't stomach more than 20 minutes. No, no, no. This is no, no. It, wasn't, it wasn't actually not being able to stomach it. It was the fact that it was a flight and it was probably 2 a.m. I had a see criticisms here on the page. And, and I, I know what there's, there's Hiddleston singing uh, skills. So. I haven't read it. So I haven't read any of the reviews. But, but I, I, I feel like you're a fake list. fan. Because like, how can you fall asleep when Tom Hiddleston is there? Mm. You. Fake fan. I mean... I am a fan. I support. I try try my best not to obsess. So I'm 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 interested because like Elizabeth Olsen is in there. So they also yeah, dated I... for a while, and there are a couple in here. So maybe happened at the same time. They did. Wow. Oh, wow! I know this most is, beautiful is, couple in the world. Is, yeah, this but, is uh, like when uh, in uh, Gal Gadot and what's her name was dating um, Henry Cavill for a while. But that's why they have to break up, you know. It's not. It's, not it's like, right. it's impossible. You guys can't be that good looking together. The world no, doesn't work this way. No, <laughs> you can't you, allow it. You you imbalancing the entire yeah, universe. Have, <laughs> exactly. Like we have to restore balance to the force. Please break up. <laughs> okay. Hello, so it's... the nominees are Vacation <laughs> Friends, uh, Babylon, Oblivion, Babylon, and what I see the light. I saw, I saw the light. I saw the light. I'm not going to lie, guys. No, This sounds, I'm going to be very honest, this sounds like the cuckest phenomenon <laughs> <laughs> What did you expect when you asked for I'm not even going to get a t-shirt to like win. Like, I'm not even going to try. Listen, I mean, Oblivion, I've I seen Oblivion. I, I, I have enjoyed Babylon. I'm pretty sure I've seen Oblivion, but I don't remember anything. Yeah. Listen, I'm kind of looking forward to Babylon because I got this thing with bad movies where I would rather have a movie try its heart out and do yes. stupid shit and fail than just coast along and do this, the mediocre. The, this is this is exactly why I enjoyed Oblivion because it was trying and it just fell flat in some yeah, aspect, I've but got, it tried, it tried. I've got no issue with an ambitious movie being bad. At least you tried. Mm. 
So that that's why, yeah. But I saw the light doesn't sound like a strike to a British <laughs> I mean, they got a British man to do candy singing. Okay, so they were dating. Really they were that dating. Is... They were very dating. <laughs> no, that's not dating. That's stupidity. Okay, gang, then I will see you next week when we watch Oblivion, something like Probably Oblivion. Because <laughs> that's going to have the flashiest trailer. Like, my, my money is on Oblivion. The, I, I mean, I mean we, we're recording this one day before the new Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie comes out, and then we put a Mission Impossible, a, a Tom Cruise movie up again. Ah, Shadley planned this. Shadley planned this. You sneaky hobbitses. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I will see you next yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> I will see you guys next week. It was wonderful chatting to you again. And as always, you know, because uh, we when we weren't recording, there was very little load shedding. And of course, we decided to record again. And what comes back? So I do think we must have a bit of a discussion about whether we should just cancel this podcast completely <laughs> because clearly <laughs> it's our fault that there's load shedding. Oh, 100%. 100%. Tata, you're the See you in the week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.